It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to sparkle. Greetings, citizens of Sparkle Town. This is your deputy mayor speaking. I said that too early. Should have been like right before that. Anyway, Sparkle Town is a municipality that intersects and overlaps with the city of Berlin. It is ruled by the Contessa. Its citizens are anyone who is passionate, inventive, rational, and fabulous. And fabulous. You heard the Contessa. Who are we talking to today? Cheryl. Cheryl. That's right. Cheryl of the. Uh, the real, real Housewives of Neukölln. The Real Housewives of Neukölln. Correct. Cheryl is all about uh, radically feminizing everything now. So this is Cheryl's interview. I want to start by saying that the sound on this is a little iffy. Uh, that is entirely my fault. I am um, in no way a recording expert. I make music, but I don't record um, sound and vocals all that much. Usually when I record vocals, they are kind of covered in the rest of the music. I don't do acoustic stuff. So I'm not that good with sound. Still working on it. It's getting better. Uh, later episodes will get better. But this is, I think, uh, one of my least favorites sound-wise. Um, there is... We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming. I just want to say this. Uh, the sound on this is actually better than on the previous episode of psoriasis, which was probably, uh, and I'm sorry for that, Parisa, that that was the uh, uh, worst sound of any interview so far. I tried uh, too hard on the um, sound noise reduction uh, stuff, and it just it came out pretty badly. I Hopefully, it was still listenable. Um, this one is better. And then it keeps getting better. Also, at the end, when we talk about possible future shows, we had did not know at that point that we would have had technical issues with the Billie Jean episode. It's going to sound uh, better uh, than this one, I think. But it, yeah, had some minor issues there. And so therefore, that one will probably be next. And those four that we mentioned on the end will come after that. And now, back to the show. Something on this particular episode. This was the last episode before I went into the hospital. Right. And you can hear in my voice, there's... It's, it's I'm not sounding great. Right. No, you're, you're and tired. And I'm wondering if it, I had backed away from the microphone, if I had softened some so it made for mixing to be an issue. That is certainly part of it. But I think also the setup at that point wasn't that great. It's <laughs> we're a, still sorting it out. It's it's a little bit better now. We're, we're getting there. But anyway, so if you're annoyed by the sound, as, uh, by the sound of Cheryl, that's, no. not, that's not at all what I meant. If you're annoyed by the sound of this particular interview, then uh, let me tell you that I feel your pain because <laughs> I, I am, I'm very concerned about it myself. I wanted to actually scrap this because it wasn't good enough, but I was convinced that honestly it wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm probably oversensitive. I, I think it's okay. Uh, some people might notice it, but no. Well, you can hear what the words are. You can hear what people have to say. Yes, Your indeed. questions are audible, and the answers are audible as well, and I guess that's what really counts. Yep. Now, the, now, the part that's fun about this is that Cheryl is my first of this particular group mm -hmm. that we're talking to because I met her at a House of Presents show. Right. And so, hey, you're Cheryl. Hi, I'm Tammy. <laughs> Would you come sit in my podcast chair, please? And she uh, just immediately, of course I will. Mm -hmm. She is gracious. She is amazing. She is so much fun. And 
very soon I will be able to schedule the rest of the housewives. Yeah, I mean, um, piece by piece, we will get them by hook or by crook. Oh my goodness, I have such a long list of queens to go through still. Oh, yeah, there, there are so many queens in this town. Um, and, you know, and other queens visiting from time to time as well. So it's... Um, yeah, it, they're, they're, we're not going to run out of material anytime soon. Oh, no. And I will tell you this. Part of the fun of going to these shows is, is seeing where the crossovers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is from this group, but they're coming to play here tonight. Yay! Right. Yeah, there's a lot of, of, of interactivity. I mean, interaction, uh, uh, interleaving, interweaving. I don't know what I mean. I guess I should know words better since I work with words, but, you know, whatever. That's okay. We'll let Cheryl talk. Sounds like an idea. There, who's with me today? Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Jake, also known as Cheryl. Now, off, off, off Broadway goes along with the Cheryl part it, in some cases. Only because Facebook made me. Uh-huh. Uh, Cheryl is a mononym, like Madonna or Cher. Okay. But actually, off, off, off Broadway means something to me as a Philly girl. Well, uh, yeah, so Cheryl, you know, she lived in Brooklyn for numerous decades, and she was having to work as a assistant in her husband's real estate broker office. That was what they did for a long time. Okay. But she always uh, was, in her spare time, planting this career that she was going to make it big time in the off, off, off Broadway scene. So you are straight out of New York then. <laughs> yeah, that was where I, yeah, I, I grew up there. How'd you get the name Cheryl? How'd you choose Cheryl? Well, when I first, I first started doing drag here in Berlin, and uh, my friend was a very renowned queen here named Cherno- Chernobyl. Excuse me. Yes. yes. Yeah, she went by Chernobyl, not Cher. And she was the one that developed this character of Cheryl with me. So we had a joke that Cheryl was her cousin they were both born in old country ukraine together and but then cheryl was taken away to america by her family at a young age and so then she moved to berlin to be reunited with her cousin chair uh-huh. chernobyl's no longer with us you know she lives in london now but her legacy remains <laughs> yeah in you in me yes <laughs> <laughs> what brought you to berlin aside from chernobyl it's f- funny i I always like I've told this story a lot, and um, I always sort of the words I use to tell the story are that I had a gut feeling, the likes of which I've never had in my life. And by that, I I was still living in New York. I had been there for five years or so. I went to school there, and uh, when I finished university with my friend, we took like a graduation, you know, classical to go through to Europe, see the sights kind of trip, just the two of us. And when we were stopped in Berlin, it was the second time I'd been here. The first time I'd gone out, been old enough to do that. And I was so struck going out that like, oh, this is it just, it just everything felt really right. Even my friend said, Jake, Berlin's a good look on you. And I sort of realized when I went back to New York after that trip that Berlin was the city I was imagining New York to be or had thought that New York would be when I first moved to New York. I wasn't unhappy in New York at the time, but I definitely I definitely thought that was my only option. You know, when you grow up in a really small town in the South and you want to do something theater and artsy, you go to New York. And once you're in New York, you're there at the end. So I had never thought, oh, maybe there's somewhere else that's actually way more attuned to what I want to do. And that ended up being Berlin. And so I went back to New York. This was July and I had just had this unshakable feeling like, I have to move to Berlin right now. I have to go there right now. 
and my, you know, I had a full-time job and everything in New York. And my family thought, okay, well, why don't you stay, we'll work a little while longer, save some money. I'm like, no, sorry, I got to do it now. So yeah, I had quit my job, packed a single suitcase and moved here within November, a couple months later. Oh my goodness. And that's what, just about a year ago? Two years ago Two now. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Talk about uh, doing things just because. Yeah. Well, again, it was I had never had a feeling comparable to this. It was like a physical gut feeling of, I need to do this right now. When did you actually start performing? As Cheryl or in life? In life. Four years old? <laughs> I was one of those. You're just no sort... stranger to the stage. No, no. No, yeah. I, I had done a lot of theater. Um, yeah, so I, where the town I lived had Virginia Tech. And so my family was friendly with the theater professors and like any kind of show that needed children's roles. I like, I had done some productions there. This was like, you know, when I was in elementary school, I also had started taking singing lessons around that same time. So yeah, I've, I've been on a stage pretty much my entire life. Even, you know, I was four years old at family Christmas parties, running around with a microphone, like soloing all the Christmas carols. Like that was, that was me. (laughs) How about when you started as Cheryl? Was that strictly Berlin? That, yeah, yeah. She was created here in Berlin. And so I guess I started the first time I performed to Cheryl would have been spring of 2016, mm-hmm. like April, I want to say, May. I have had a chance to chatter with the housewives a little bit outside of this podcast chair. You are the first one in here because you were the first one I actually met in person and you agreed immediately. So thank you for that. Yeah. I love talking about myself. <laughs> Now, I also, which means I do have a little background on the housewives, and I know that there was this place called The Club, and I know that's where the housewives started. How did you get started with the housewives? Oh, right. So, yeah, The, the Club, rest in peace. Uh, I got started because Colapsella and Fanny, okay, my friends, Fabio and James, had both started working at The Club in different positions. And uh, this wonderful queen who I now work with on a regular basis named Olympia Bukakis mm-hmm. had a long running weekly cabaret there every Friday for upwards of a year or two. It was a long standing thing. And so she, when she left, it left this vacuum of they needed a drag show Friday night and they needed one now. <laughs> so the, the Fabio and James contacted me that week saying, hey, we're in charge of putting together a drag show. The first show is this Friday. We'd love to know if Cheryl was free to do it. I said, sure. Um, We got our other friend, Henry, and the four of us did the first show there ever. And we called ourselves the Real Housewives of Neukölln. And yeah, the rest is history, as they say. (laughs) Now, the Real Housewives are a little bit different from some of the other drag groups and and other shows that I've seen in that. Y'all actually sing. Every one of you. Yes, we don't lip. We make a point of not lip syncing. Why aren't you lip syncing? My goodness, isn't that what drag is? Well, I don't want to put words in the mouths of my uh, fellow housewives, but I'll ask them when they get here okay. first. You get to answer your first. <laughs> uh, in my case, it's um. That's actually, I think, why I didn't jump to drag as a way of expression like sure i liked wearing amazing clothing and being fabulous etc but i don't like lip syncing just again I'm, i think it's because you know i've been singing my whole life and have this background of singing that i can't handle lip syncing like it drives me crazy to say like why am i up on, why am i up here on stage just mouthing this when like i need i need to be like i have a physical need to do it 
So to me, lip syncing is kind of constraining. I don't enjoy it as much as I'm like, well, this is how I just want to sing this. I don't want to pretend to be Madonna. I want to put up my own spin on what this song is. Okay, so that's, is that where the changing of the words then comes in? That's that's something I've been doing my entire life, yeah, is writing new lyrics to things. So, um, Because yeah. the other side of this is like, well, okay, well, you wouldn't have to lip sync. You guys could get on stage with, with the mouth microphones and sing. Yeah. I mean, you, there's plenty of karaoke type things out there. Sure. But I guess for me, what I enjoy as a performer is is singing. To me, that's the... That's the connection I'm making but with the holy audience. Holy cow, you're moving around on a stage. Mm. There's activity going. Okay, I come from a performance background. I'm aware of the activity level required to stomp across a stage and sing at the same time. How much effort are y'all putting into this ahead of time? How much rehearsal are you doing in order to make sure you've got that stamina when the time comes? It's, a, it's an even mix of hectic, uh, intense rehearsals and absolutely zero preparation whatsoever, oh balancing the two. <laughs> Who's doing the writing? Is that each of you for your own pieces? Usually each of us for our own pieces, yeah. But with group numbers, we'll sort of trade off. I've written several group numbers. Some of my colleagues have as well. So it's, it's fairly even-handed in that respect. But yeah, for sure, we're all writing our own character songs. Like every single song Cheryl's ever written, I've written myself. Or every, every song Cheryl's ever sung, I've written myself. You've also, as a group, you take turns at the DJ desk. What have you learned about being a DJ? Myself, very little. Uh, <laughs> I, I, okay, we have the Spotify list from <laughs> Cheryl. Got it. Yeah, uh, I, I actually had my first DJ gig uh, as Cheryl that was paid uh, just, was that last month or the month before last? And I have zero knowledge of how any kind of recording equipment works. So I, oh my with my friend, got him to sh make me like an hour-long iTunes playlist that I pretended to be using the DJ booth. Oh, technology is wonderful. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Have you did, did you do any drag in New York before you came to Berlin? Nothing in front of an audience that would have been a performance. I mean... Of course, I would go to parties dressed as Grace Kelly, like that kind of stuff. If we're counting that as drag, then yes, I did drag in New York, but not as not as a performer on stage. Not as a performer on stage, no. First that time for that was here. Strictly in Berlin. Yes. So you've been in Berlin now for two years. You've mm -hmm. been performing on stage a year and a half, a little more. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself doing drag? Oh God, uh, I don't even know where to begin there. Uh, it's. It's all, I mean, I guess I want to make a note point of just saying it's been, some people might think, oh, you've only been doing drag for a year and a half, but we're talking, I'm not exaggerating, I'm getting into drag a minimum of two or three times a week every single week for the past year and a half now, with maybe a week off every couple months. Like, it's been intensive, for sure. What have I learned about myself? Uh, well, for sure, it when I first began last year, it kick-started the, the ongoing journey I'm having, discovering my gender identity. I think that really would not have taken place if, it, if I hadn't been actually living a life, an alternate reality as a woman here in the city. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's been very affirming in the sense that it's allowed me to think about what I always thought were just sort of quirks I had or niche interests I have and show that I can make something tangible with them that resonates with people that I wouldn't ever think it would. So that's been very affirming. I don't know. Again, it's, I don't know. I guess if, if that's a specific thing that would have taught me about myself would have been, um, 
I don't know. It sounds cheesy, but I guess like just setting your mind to things is really, it's, <laughs> I'm amazed at what I've been able to create from setting my mind to it, I guess. Well, honey, I'm amazed at watching what you've been able to create. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is, it's been quite the show to sit here and take a look at all of the people that are part of Berlin Drag. And I did not get to see the housewives for the first time until Yo Sissy. Oh, and I'm very proud of that performance as well. I'm glad you saw that, that one. so much fun. <laughs> so you're singing while you're in drag. Mm-hmm. What has made you decide to change or not change the voice when Cheryl comes on stage? You mean Cheryl's voice? Yes. Well, Cheryl isn't me. Cheryl's uh, a person that happens to be occupying my body is how I look at it. Okay. So her voice is definitely not my voice. Or you mean like how I sing, sing in Cheryl's voice? No, the decision to, to change. Yeah, for I guess because I have some queens that do not change anything, right? Once the makeup goes on, right? Yeah, for me, it's very much that Cheryl is this separate person. Obviously, we have a lot of in similar interests, you know, where they feed into each other. But yeah, to me, Cheryl's like I go into Cheryl mode when I put on the makeup, and that's when my voice changes along with it. I'm in character. That's the next question. When where is that cutoff? Is it after the makeup is on when you're You'd get the full-length mirror. Okay, we're done. Now I'm Cheryl. Is it while you're putting on the eyeshadow? I, I mean, yeah. I love the process of putting on her makeup now. I find that so... There's power in rituals. And that is one. one I think as that is happening, I get into it. But I don't think it's bam, Cheryl, until the wig is on with the makeup. That's when it happens. Now, I know that you also work with other people. You have already mentioned Olympia. And there's the ap Apocalypse... Now? Apocalypse Tonight, Tonight with Cheryl and Olympia. Yes. Yeah. Are you working with anybody else, or are there other shows with Olympia? Well, Cheryl has her own show that I do once a month. It's called Sing Along Fun Time. I've just recently heard about that. Yeah, you should come out. It's silly. I mean, it's exactly what you'd expect <laughs> Cheryl on stage for an hour by herself would be doing, which is a real uh, review of my musical tastes. Um <laughs> Yeah, I have the show with Olympia and then all of the other Housewives gigs. I've been thinking of myself lately as like a freelance performer and that I just end up having a lot of friends asking if Cheryl can do something. And I say yes, you know, on Housewives, I'm getting asked to do events. Cheryl performed at a friend's art gallery opening a couple weeks ago. So I will, it's really all over the place. And now, you know, there's a lot of calling in favors like, oh, yeah, if I can, if I have someone come and be guest on my show, I'm going to go be guest on their show. So that's why when I was saying I'm doing it a couple times a week, it just sort of, it all is adding up now. Just, Every time you turn around, there's another show. Yeah, exactly. Do. We had to schedule you into here, too. Yeah. How does one get a hold of Cheryl to book her for a show? Uh, she has a Facebook page mm -hmm. called Cheryl Off 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 Dash Broadway. I love that name. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry it's just a mononym, but honestly, I love that name. Yes. So, yeah, Facebook's mononym policy is a bit unfortunate. But, I mean, it would be very hard to find Cheryl, just Cheryl. So I, I suppose we can handle having an off-off-off-off-Broadway attached. Uh, is there any type of booking you would say no to? Hmm. I mean, so I guess that's a – so far I've only been asked by friends – or friends of friends whose like performances I know I'd be a part of, but so I mean I guess everything that I have been asked so far I haven't said no to, uh, short of me not being available. But I guess I wouldn't do like a corporate event. I feel like that would be weird. I've noticed there there have been sections of there are sections of the gay community here that are 
really value masculinity and are a bit aggressive. And I've had them, you know, some people from that area sort of ask if Cheryl would be interested in going to the party. And that I was not really something I would go to just because that's not really an environment I want to be in. <laughs> There's areas where the, the drag queens are probably actually less welcome than they might be. Or I feel like maybe the drag queens would be, be being used as a prop to say, oh, well, we are open and friendly to these feminine spaces, okay. if that makes sense. All right. What is Cheryl's uh, social warrior stance? Cheryl is all about uh, radically feminizing everything now. <laughs> Get on with that. Us girls know how to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just, just uh, yeah, identify as a woman um, just in the sense that, you, you know, I'm certainly not a man, nor will I ever be, and I'm actively working to uh, destroy uh, men's power uh, hold on 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 this planet. It's, it's a hard process, but you know, we all have a part to play. <laughs> if not Berlin, where? Maybe London. <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you I been really to London to test the waters yet? Not as Cheryl. No, Cheryl's never been to London, but. We have quite a few contacts in London. I'm I'm very keen on going to do a gig there. And actually, I'm, yes, Cheryl's from Brooklyn, but uh, I will be journeying to New York for a month for the holidays, and I'm going to be bringing Cheryl's supplies with me on the chance that maybe Cheryl could arrange something. Ooh. Yes, her homecoming performance. Oh, my. Oh, please take video. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I have to, you know, it's hard to book, book gigs in New York City, <laughs> I hear. If not drag, what? Would you stay on a stage? I mean, again, I was raised on a stage for sure. Because um, <clears throat> I moved to New York initially thinking I would want to be an actor, which in many ways I am now. <laughs> Still. But yeah, I have to be. I have to be in front of a stage. That's just like second nature to me. Well, you're booking things and you're producing certain shows. Are you producing anything big coming up? Um, I mean, I'm helping my friend put on a fashion show of his upcoming collection. So I'm going to be working in a, like a production sense for that. Yeah. And then of course my, my running tally of normal shows, you know, the, the housewives next fruity performance is in a couple of weeks. My, yeah. My next apocalypse tonight is soon. Yeah. So, you know, there's, those things are always in the, in the running. How hard is it going to be for you to stay off the stage at your friend's uh, fashion show? Well, that'll be a bit different, I guess, because I wouldn't say I'm a model or have any, uh, aff not affinity, but I I don't have the, it doesn't appeal to me in the way that putting on a song and dance show would. So I think that okay. will be, yeah. Thank you to RuPaul for bringing drag to the mainstream, but what that has shown us is we're all supposed to be on the lookout for pretty girls who lip sync. The Real Housewives are not the pretty girls who lip sync. Opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> Your drag art as the Real Housewives is something completely different. And in fact, you have a name for that? Trash drag? Or is that a name that was already in existence? I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say we coined the term trash drag. Okay. But we certainly embody those ideals. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean... I definitely hesitated even calling myself a drag queen for a while. As we discussed, I don't lip sync at all, which is kind of a, a core tenet of what makes a drag queen. But I mean, we, from the get go, it was really clear for us that we are not at all trying to look like we're a woman. We are not trying to insinuate that we are women when we are on stage. 
it's all about creating these characters that are explorations of our feminine side. So, I mean, in my case, I'm being Cheryl. Yes, I'm saying I'm a woman, but it's like I have a blue mustache when I'm on stage. You know, it's not we're not we're not trying to present this uh, quite the opposite. We're we're not trying to present any kind of polished exterior. And I think that's why we resonated so quickly with the crowd is because people would come up to us and say, you guys are just a bunch of people on stage performing. And yes, that's, that is exactly what we're what we are and what we're doing is we're just a bunch of friends that want to do this. And so does it continue to be called drag just because you're sort of looking like girls? You're in heels and dresses and, and, and wigs? Yeah. I mean, the short answer to that would be yes. I think it, it, it is drag just in many ways because we are on the streets, you know, putting at times putting ourselves in situations that, you know, wouldn't be as dangerous if we were not wearing wigs and heels, so to speak. <laughs> so I guess in that sense, we are part of the lineage. But... um. Are y'all making your clothes? Uh, some of us are. And some of us are fashioning things into accessories. So I, I spend a lot of time going to Humana. So, so I, have a, I have a treasure trove of women's dresses, German women's dresses from the 70s and 80s that Cheryl pulls out. But there are some things you know we customize here or there. Of all the things that you have for Cheryl, what is her most fabulous piece of costume? Her most fabulous piece she has is this dress, and the moment I put it on, I thought, oh my gosh, I look like a cocaine dealer's wife living in Miami in the 70s. Uh, it's uh, turquoise jade kind of color with, the, with this gold sequin adornment on the neck and another matching one around the vest, and it's, it's one of those that's just all sleeves is all drapey sleeves lots of flowing silk happening everywhere oh that sounds mm -hmm. gorgeous. very cocaine chic thank you for coming today i really appreciate you taking some time to be with us yeah thank you for having me and that was cheryl mm. you know she was talking about the the uh, need to be in berlin mm -hmm. and i really think that's what brought us the oh, need yeah. no no there's there's definitely there's actually a section i cut out where you said uh, you two have something to talk about later, right after Cheryl said that, indicating me, but I'm not part of the interview, so, and I don't have a microphone, and I'm not supposed to say anything during the interview, so therefore... That, no, that, you're that, not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, so... Sound only. Right. <laughs> you had one job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had one job, and I screwed <laughs> it up. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I, again, again, I apologize. I cannot apologize enough. No, it's fine. Uh, and hopefully it will get better... Um, and, oh, wait a minute, the next episode would be Alexander. Alexander? Yeah. I just edited that, so I'm assuming that's the next episode. Oh, I thought you said... Well, so. yeah, well, if, if, okay, we can switch it around. You well, do. it's okay, it's okay. You're going to edit this part out, right? Not necessarily. Or are we going to talk about this? <laughs> no, not necessarily. We have two coming up. We have Alexander Cameltoe. Right. And we have Shay Shay from London. Right. And we have one more recorded after that. That was uh, recorded we recently. Do. No, we have two more recorded. Two more. Alucard? We have Alucard and we have FKA. Oh, that's right. Yes, FKA yes. out of London as well. So, yeah. So, uh, coming up um, in the next. It could be one of those four. We don't weeks, know which right. one. <laughs> we have uh, Alexander Camelto, we have Alucard, and we have two London queens. So, um, yeah, stay tuned, uh, or rather, uh, check your podcast app, however you, you listen to us. Um, 
Watch for Sparkletown Facebook on, on uh, yeah, right, Sparkletown Facebook. There Sparkletown you go. Facebook. Sparkletown Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Sparkletown Facebook on, on podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm a little tired. That's all right. It's hot. It's it, after midnight. It's, it's after past midnight. my it's bedtime. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to go out tonight, so I was going to go to bed. Well, I didn't want to go out tonight because we want to record this so that the, the, so that the, the people... The citizens of Sparkle Town are waiting to find out who we're going to talk to next. And we don't know. We just know we have four to choose from. Right. So, you know, you'll have to wait till next, next week. Next time. Next week to find out. Sparkle. Sparkle.